you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Hey, it's Will Friedle. And Sabrina Bryan. And we're the hosts of the new podcast, Magical Rewind. You may know us from some of your favorite childhood TV movies like My Date with the President's Daughter. And the Cheetah Girls movies. Together, we're sitting down to watch all the movies you grew up with and chat with some of your favorite stars and crew that made these iconic movies happen. So kick back, grab your popcorn, and join us. Listen to Magical Rewind on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Brought to you by State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah, and some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, <laughs> ah, love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, tenor girl go shopping. Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Coming up on Total Access, the locker room. Okay, I'm a young receiver coach, and I'm at Santa Monica Junior College, and my two guys are Steve Smith and Chad Johnson. Holy How do you coach those two guys? <laughs> what is interesting, me and Chad were not the best players on the team. We were just the loudest guys. Welcome to NFL Total Access, the locker room. I'm Michael Robinson, joined by former head coach Brian Billick. Coach, what's going on? Doing good today. We got a special guest today. Absolutely. One of my favorites. We're going to let you guys in on what players and coaches really talk about inside the locker room. Today, it's all about the playoff experience. Steve Smith Sr., a man with over 1,000 receiving yards in the postseason, is joining us. And Coach, this guy, man, his attention to detail. Uh, yeah, he, you know, he, he's a little bit of a character, but once you cut through some of that stuff, man, he gets deep and he cares about football players. He cares about the playoff experience. Yeah, he, he he is a character, but he has character. And he, uh, you're going, the, the fans, you're going to hear a locker room story you've never heard anyplace else. Let's bring in the man, the myth, the legend himself, Steve Smith Sr., one of the astounding analysts for NFL Network, former wide receiver, all everything in the National Football League. Steve, man, welcome to the podcast, big dog. What's going on, Mike Rob? How are you? Hey, man, I'm doing great, man. I miss you, man. I haven't seen you in a long I time, know, man. Yeah. I miss you, yeah. dog. Yeah. Like, you know, we got to get together here soon, well, man. You okay. know, they're not allowing us to, but <laughs> you guys, you guys want to be alone? I mean, no, I no, 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 coach, it's all good. It's all good. We're just catching up. You know, I, just, I thought I was getting in the way here. <laughs> you good, coach. But, but Steve, you know, we start every show off with a locker room story, okay? Mm. Hey, look. I got to preface this by saying this. Not one of them stories we, you know, we got to talk about on television because, you know, obviously we got rules and stuff. We can't. This is the podcast, man. Okay. This is behind the scenes. This is after hours, man. Let's hear Uh your locker room story, man. Let's give us something. All right. Well, because Coach Billings is there, he he knows all these parties and he's he's been there. So I'll give you a Baltimore Ravens story. So uh, my first day 
in Baltimore. I signed and, you know, came back to Charlotte. And so we have a uh, coach, coach Harbaugh said, Hey, I need you here for OTAs because you are, you know, you are new acquisition. You're the oldest wide receiver. We need you present. I know you don't work out with the team and you do your own thing. You have, you know, I was in my what, 16th or 15th year. So I had my routine and that was one of the things he said. So I know you said you're going to be here. I'm expecting you to be here on the first day. I said, coach, I'll be there. <clears throat> so I get up early um, and I'm coming into the, to the facility and um, you know, I got in the facility early, but I started, you know, meeting and talking to all the new people. Now that I'm a Baltimore Raven, uh, I'm no longer uh, a free agent uh, acquisition. I'm no longer being carted around yeah. and being sweet <laughs> right? So they're like, like, hey, you know, say, hey, Steve, you know, and so got, came in at seven o'clock, bro. I did not get into the locker room till about probably like 7.45, okay? We got an eight o'clock meeting. <clears throat> and so I come into the locker room. Now, before I tell you what happened in the locker room, <clears throat> We have a, in the locker room, they have it to where they're not in sections where receivers to the right, quarterbacks over here, everybody sits next to locker rooms, uh, everybody. And so the lock, yeah. locker I had, we called it, they called it a, a, um, a park place. So it was the expensive locker room area. Oh. It was myself, Terrell Suggs, uh, oh. Chris Canty. The uh, money, Hello, the high rent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah. the money. And um, who else? Uh, 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 Big Marshall Yonder, right? And um, and they had said that light locker room, you know, that area where all the big big name guys were uh, over the years. That's just kind of where it was. And then across the across the way, when you turn around facing other locker rooms, Dennis Pitta, you know, Joe Flacco. So the center of the locker room was kind of where court was being held and then everybody else would go. So I come in there and I'm going to my, I'm about to go in my locker and I go in there and there is a dude, Ja. He's offensive lineman. He is sitting on my chair, butt ass naked. It's the locker room. He's sitting in my chair. Oh, it's different. My bad. My bad. Not with a towel on, not with shorts. Oh, he was bare. <laughs> and everything. It's sitting on my chair. And it's not like a, it's a nice, comfortable padded chair. Stoop. Is leather? Is it leather? It, it's, it's a wooden leather stoop. Oh. With, oh. Yeah. Oh He's God. sitting in my he chair. His juices on there, man. Every, I don't know if this is prior to the shower <laughs> or after the shower. You came at him like a spider monkey. I can just see it right now. You just I looked, went. I looked at him. I said, hey, bro. Get your ass out of my seat, man. <laughs> oh, 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 my bad, Steve. My bad, Steve. I looked at him. I walked right out. Please ask me why did I walk right out? Why did you walk out, Steve? Why? I walked into the tr I walked into the equipment room, and Ja Locker had to be moved because that was unacceptable on the first day. <laughs> they moved his locker immediately. I got wow. his locker moved around the corner. 
Suggs and, was on and the ordered board. a new chair. Oh, he took that chair with him. <laughs> take your chair, take your locker, your stuff. It's like Martin. You ain't got to go home, <laughs> but you got to get out of here, bro. He was sitting. Ja Reed. Ja Reed is the guy. He's an offensive lineman. Ja Reed yep. was sitting. Wow. Suggs cool. goes. Sug goes, man, we've been trying to get that dude from from around here (laughs) all for the last two years. And you've been here for five minutes. I said, I'm kicked out of the club. Stop. There's there's a new sheriff in town. Look at you, man. Don't do that kid like that, man. Do that kid like that. And so he was like, oh, I didn't know it was a big deal. You don't sit bare booty on another man's stoop. I mean, you know, it happens, Steve. It happens. <laughs> happens. Look, it, look, your name. I'm five nine, bro. Ja is like six five. He took up the whole chair. He took up the like, whole chair. Like <laughs> nothing. It, like my helmet doesn't even look close to your helmet. <laughs> my clothes are not the same size. As Ja, like, here's my pants, according to Ja, right here, right? Yeah. <laughs> right? Those are my pants. I'm 5'9". Steve, you, you crazy, bro. But look, man. Oh, that's what happened. That was, that was my first day in as a Baltimore Ravens. I had to get a dude evicted. He didn't you pay. Got he, he, he paid on time. Yeah. His, his money was no good. You got him up out of there, man. So got look. him up out of there. We talking playoffs, okay? Yeah. Playoff times. You, I mean, look, you played in what 11, 12 playoff games, something like that, mm-hmm. man. One of the greatest receivers of all time in the playoffs, and and I like it because it's 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 do or die. It's like you know, you win or go home. Um, what was your first playoff game like, man? Did you have some nerves? Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely have nerves. Um, definitely, um, you can feel the pressure. Not of the team, not of the performance, but of the fans. Mm. Because, you know, when in a normal situation, I remember the local schools are having whatever team you play for, Panther Day, Seahawk Day, uh, Raven yeah. Day, before the game. So every the, the, the principal is wearing, a, you know, even private schools are wearing the team colors. The whole mm. city, they... They're giving out free, uh, um, you know, promotions if the team wins. And so much money flows into that city uh, with the opposing team coming in to watch the game, with the the the, the fans uh, and family members. I remember, I remember there were times going to playoffs, especially a home game. Man, I ain't make no money in the playoffs. I, I, I actually, I, it was a... <laughs> I actually got an invoice. <laughs> you owed some money. <laughs> I owed some money. Well, the right? tickets you had, yeah. yeah. I had all, you had because I had a suite my whole time, and so my. You had coach. Hold on, hold on, hold on. You're not oh, gonna just yeah. brush bro. over that. Like, come on, dog. You, ha- I had a suite the whole time, bro. That don't happen for everybody. I ain't well, never had a suite. Okay, well, I'm I'm from a large family. Okay, my mom okay. is one of thirteen. Really. So when I played in like San Diego, when I played it, when they used to be the San Diego Chargers, yeah. San Diego Chargers, I had 52 tickets, dog. Whoa. Yes. It is. And, became, they, and they all think you get those for free. You for don't. Free. Yeah. <laughs> See, coach, in a black family, it ain't what they think is what you're going to do. What you're going to do. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. And 52 
So between my mother, me, and my kids, so mom, Steve, Steve Jr., 13 aunts and uncles, there's about 67 of us. So only 52 were really allowed to either go because of they had a car. they they were allowed to uh, venture out of their uh, jurisdiction of their parole, right? So a lot of (laughs) stuff, man. Um, So, you know, so for me, I I had a suite in Carolina, but then I also had tickets outside. So I'd be able to, business-wise, be able to thank the people who's invested in either my foundation or me, my family, and then also having enough family and there are just some folks that you, I just, there's some, there's some family just could, I couldn't have them in the suite. Right. They, they just didn't know how to act. Right? We yeah. always, we all got Sweet that. Uncle, yeah. yeah. We got that uncle that one too many beers. <laughs> and he forget what team he on. <laughs> right? Whoever's winning. Yeah. <laughs> or you got the uncle who I don't care if, uh, of uh, 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 little Steve on, uh, Plays for the Panthers. You know, the Cowboys is my team. My team. I'm wearing the jersey <laughs> to the game, no matter what. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but, um, um, you, you can't wear Troy Aikman's jersey or Dion's or Emmett's jersey when you use the fan because uh, 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 Lil Steve is paying for your flight, your <laughs> hotel, and the food you eat. You can't be cheering for the other team. Mm-hmm. And then you can't come down into the other team's facility with – the other team's jersey. That's family. That's family for you. So, so, so you I got I got to ask this because yeah. we're talking about going into the first game, uh, playoff game, and or any playoff game in the, the atmosphere. But we're talking about you know, with the family, everything. I want to talk about when you because always with the players, particularly young players, guys, they have no clue. They, they go through pre- training camp and think, okay, I know what it's like playing the NFL. Oh. No, 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 no. Opening day. Okay. And then you get through the whole season going, okay, I know what it is to play in the NFL. No, 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 no. Not until you get a playoff game because it goes to another level. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about, I want to hear about some of the stories after a playoff win because a playoff Mm -hmm. win, I mean, all the things you're talking about and it comes to fruition and you win. And all of a sudden now it's, there's no feeling like it. Mm -hmm. When I remember we beat the, we beat the, the Oakland Raiders in the AFC championship to go to the Super Bowl. Now, you talk about they were they had all the fireworks. You know this from being <laughs> yeah. in Oakland. They were saying, well, we ruined their so they, those fans they drug the fireworks out of the parking lot. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> so yeah. Hell, we're not going to shoot them for the Ravens right here. <laughs> but but that five hour six hour flight on that plane after beating the Raiders, the food they 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 played the game back. That was as sweet a flight cross country yeah. flight as you've ever been. I want to hear about some of your your best after a win moments. In a playoff game. Well, we played the we played the Dallas Cowboys, but we had got beaten pretty bad earlier in that year. They blitzed us. That's when um, Eric Ekubon was, uh, you know, Mr. Mm-hmm. Under Armour before Under Armour became what it is today. Um, that when they had uh, Terrence Newman, uh, they had a lot of great players. Uh, uh, what's his name? Um, the quarterback that went to Georgia um, was playing for the for the Dallas Cowboys. I can't. So they had a lot of, yeah. They they had a, 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 a Marion Barber oh, was the running Quincy back. Carter. Quincy, Quincy Carter. Carter. Yes. That's, Quincy that's Carter. Yeah. So they had they had some great players. Uh, uh, Roy Williams was safety. Yep. 
they blitzed the snot out of us and they played us really well. And we, we went down to Dallas and just got pummeled. They blitzed us. We could we couldn't get out of our own way. So going into, into that game, we had so much fire and the the fear of being embarrassed again mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. by this team that when they kicked the ball off, it it it, it was like shaking a soda up for a week <laughs> and opening up and it, it but the only difference is it wasn't a tiss it never stopped and we yeah. knew that because we knew what, what we knew what we were capable what they were capable of doing to us so we had to play in 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 a in a way that we had to play fearfully mm. like to to put this team away quickly now establish uh what was not going to happen this second time around on the flip side of that cuz I've been a part of some playoff games where we've lost and mm-hmm. you know there's oftentimes I see the plane split you got you got a group of guys some veterans who knew that this was a chance to make it and mm-hmm. they're really pissed off you got you got incentives if they made it to mm-hmm. a certain round all of those things and they're kind of pissed then you got the young group of guys. Thanks, they're always going to be there. Yeah, yes. right? I will be you, back next year. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. They're smiling. Yeah. They're like, hey, it's time to vacation now. I'm glad this damn season's over. You know what I mean? Like, what was the plane like when you lost some of those games? Because I know on every team there's that dichotomy. That, that, that dichotomy. Well, I don't know if you were on that. I don't think you were on that team with the Seahawks when we lost. When uh, was that? Jeremy Stevens was a, a tight end. We oh, lost. no, no, that was 05. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. So we we were playing. We went down to Seattle and lost to them. Now, the fact of the matter is we lost Nick Goings, like the third play of the game. He mm-hmm. got he got concussed. So we didn't have – we lost uh, Deshaun. Uh, we lost Deshaun against the Bears the week before. And then we, and then we lost Nick Goings, the third play of the game. Wow. So uh, we were down to nobodies at, at, <laughs> at running back, right? And it was very disturbing. I just remember, I remember sitting in the locker room after that game. And I was so distraught and let down. Mm. Because I realized, you know, two years before that, we lost the Super Bowl. Mm -hmm. And I remember how good we played and yet how that ended. And then now we're back in a couple of years later. And now we're we're a game away from going back. It left such a bad taste in my mouth that I really never was comfortable. I always knew the playoffs were a place where when we went to the you you were never comfortable. What you mean by that? Like what you well when we went when we went to the playoffs uh, to the Super Bowl in in 2013, we beat the Philadelphia Eagles in Philadelphia. And the way we played and how we played, I wasn't really comfortable. And I was really upset and irritated at the lack of offensive firepower that we had. And so if you go and look at any of the photos, I'm not in any of the photos holding the trophy. You regret that? Mm. I mean, that's a big moment, bro. I mean, but that's a big moment. I mean, I I get you, Steve, but that's a big moment, bro. I'll say it the way I want to say it. I, I, I'm unique like that where I don't necessarily have any regrets. 
I look back at it and I go, that's where I was. And that's just the dichotomy of how I think, you know, I, I was, I know I was a part of that team now, but there's also guys in that photo, you know, that are holding that trophy that people don't remember those guys were on that team. So for me, it's like, you know, I was, now that I'm older, I appreciate what we went through. I don't, I don't necessarily miss the, the photo, but I just remember how much of a task oriented individual I am. And so that kind of makes me reflect on, you know, like you've told me sometimes, bro, lighten up. It ain't that serious. Right. <laughs> so that's more of anything, but I, I, I remember losing to the Seahawks and I don't even know if they can get the picture, but someone had a, a, uh, they had a poster that kind of said something that get out of here, go home. And it was going into the locker room of the visitor's locker room. Yeah, and it was about that. three rows up. Let me tell you how pissed off I was, uh, Mike <laughs> Rob. I jumped up and yanked that poster from the dude's hands. Steve, bro, why, man? That dude ain't got nothing to do with how y'all lost that game. No, but it felt good because I ripped up the poster. <laughs> <laughs> Well, how do you guys, because you talked about, because you realize when you get, you talked about in the airplane ride, Mike, that Mm -hmm. as you get older and you're in it longer, you realize, hey, this is hard to get here. And we don't know that we're going to be back. How do you impart that on the young guys? When you're the veterans in the team, when you're in, you know, and and you're in Baltimore and and now you're going to be that leader there and you were brought in that and you got a bunch of young guys that don't get that just yet. How do you, how do you communicate that with them? it's hard to communicate with these young men now because of what the NCAA and that playoff and that, that the BCS, mm-hmm. all of that stuff. Some of these guys are coming in into the league with championship or playoff experience that they feel like yeah. it's the same right. until they go across the middle and they get and, <laughs> yeah. and, and, and and one of those linebackers or they running down and Mike Rob is, you know, mm-hmm. on the wedge or he's he he's on on there and all of a sudden they lollygagging down the, you know, on on a return and pow, one of those veterans that come and say, Hey, welcome to playoffs, Rook. That's and right. He, you well, know, so and coach to, to your point, like there was times, you know, and I love this guy, Golden Tate, good friend of mine. But there was times him and I got into it when we played with the Seahawks because there were times where we lost and there were, you know, moments where, you know, I was an older player on the team. And I'm like, bro, for you to be smiling and stuff right now, you yeah. disrespecting me. Yeah. Okay. So you need to smile later. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, I mean, it, you, you got you got into these contentious moments. Um, on the plane rides, you know what I'm saying? So there, there are times where just older guys got to just sometimes say, no, nah, bro, we ain't having it right now. Shut yeah. up. You feel what I'm saying? I remember in our Super Bowl year, you know, and as a coach, you're trying to monitor everything and see where you're at with it. And I can tell you the exact minute I knew we were going to beat the New York Giants. Because mm. I, I, I didn't, I was one, I never had a lot of rules. We didn't have bed mm-hmm. check, didn't have curfews. What? Uh, but we get when we get down to Tampa, I told the guys, look, you know, we're going to do what we do, but one, I do have a rule. You got to go to and from practice on the bus because we were practicing at one of those directional Florida schools, Southern, wow. whatever, whatever, yep. and traffic and the whole thing. So I said, okay, so you got to go to and from practice on the bus. Okay. It's the only rule I got. 
So I'm coming out of the locker room after our first practice and Shannon Sharp's walking out with a rookie and, and they don't know I'm there. And the rookie looks over to Shannon and, and goes, uh, Hey, my aunt and uncle are here. You know, they came to watch, right? You, you think coach let me ride back in their motorhome with them back to the, now how easy would it have been? How many players go? Oh yeah. Yeah. Check with coach. You know, that's not yeah. my deal. Shannon looked at him and said, coach said, we're going to and from practice on the bus. Get your ass on the bus. There it is. You know? And right then I knew, okay, my, my, my gatekeepers, were in charge. my guys were in charge. We were good to go. The last thing I think is interesting that it was brought up to me and, and I have to go to a long version of it is um, young guys that come out of college don't understand career and job. Mm, break it down. But I do, I don't look at, doing television or playing football as a career, but I categorize it as a career, but I always looked at it as a job because where I grew up, you either had a job or you did not. Mm-hmm. And that job meant you, you had responsibilities, you were critiqued, you were evaluated and you had to be there on time and you presented yourself in the right way. Now, yes, I didn't realize that I was conducting myself as a career, Mm-hmm. But understanding a job is something that's precious and that it is not something that anybody can get. This is something that you earn. And these young men don't understand that the career that they're going out for to play in the National Football League, we use the word privilege. These young men don't realize it's a privilege until they get cut when they thought mm-hmm. they should be on the team. It is. And making the playoffs in your rookie year is almost like having success being a rookie because it sets you up to to believe if I just do enough all the time, I'll be a pro bowler. I'll be a thousand yard rusher. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'll be a league MVP. But if you have a little bit of adversity, then you start to realize and it, and it, and it manifests itself into they start to realize that this career I have is valuable if I put in the work. Absolutely. Now, now, coach, I want to let you know this, coach, because, you know, Steve, you, you know, work with me on Good Morning Football Weekend for a few years, um, loved, you know, loved him as a player. But what I, I've seen so much growth from this dude on the media side of things his presence in front of the camera, uh, his work ethic, knowing exactly what to talk about, always not just talking about receivers. He talks about old linemen. He talks about quarterbacks, defenses. And now you have a podcast, bro. Cut to it. Yeah. Talk to us about Cut to It, man. You, you, you know, it's your podcast. You told me you was going to do it, and yeah. now you got it, you got it done. Well, 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 I'll have both of you guys on, but here's yeah. what I've been doing that I, I don't want to use the low-hanging fruit in regards of the easy ask of, I have Mike Robb, I have Coach Billick, but sometimes we, well, let me get the people I know. Well, mm-hmm. I don't really stretch myself. I don't really know how far and how good the content or the guests can be if I only ask my friends. Because okay. the easy part, it, the easy part is the first ask. The challenging part is the, is the second season. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, we're we're already into our second season. So, really, for me, is I'm this podcast is the the it's the bridge to sports. 
But in those sports, when I have both of you guys on, I want to know, Coach Billick, how you got into sports, where are you from, and what makes you who you are today based off what you experienced way before the Super Bowls, way before you were the offensive coordinator and coach of one of my idols of Randall Cunningham in the back half of his career after months of rehab in Las Vegas. I want to know what Mike Robb, what did you experience? Um, you are two of Seattle Seahawks players that took Celebrex um, as a painkiller and shut down your kidneys and you have to holistically heal your body up. Like those are the things that I love to find out and discover about individuals that happen to play sports. There you go. And and that's what the podcast is. We'll talk about it. We'll talk a little ball. No, that's great. But we, I want, I want to know who you are, well, the the individuals inside the jersey, and that, and that's what, and that's what my podcast, and and it's it's uh it's cut to it. So you get rid of all the mush, you cut to the point, right? And we got a with scissors. I, I got to say, I, I'm from Southern California. I've been aware of Steve from his Santa Monica days, oh, going yeah. to Utah, and I'm thinking I'm from a coach. I got, I've been always wanting to ask this because okay. I started out as a receiver coach. Okay, I'm a young receiver coach, mm-hmm. and I'm wondering what it is to be a coach and deal with people. And I'm at Santa Monica Junior College, and my two guys are Steve Smith and Chad Johnson. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Holy! <laughs> how, how do you how, how do you coach those two guys? Well, a lot of patience. <laughs> yeah, a right? lot. <laughs> but but here's but here's the thing that was really really interesting with coaching us. In Santa Monica, because community college, you had guys coming and going all the time. We had no playbook. So everything was by memory. What is interesting, me and Chad were not the best players on the team. We were just the loudest guys. Because (laughs) he was from Florida, and I was from L.A. He had gotten in trouble, so his grandma sent him to L.A. with his mom. And so... It was this West Coast. This was, you know, back in the back in the back in the nineties, yeah. East Coast, West Coast. Was West Coast oh, yeah, man. And so I'm like, well, if you if if you love Florida, take your ass back to Florida. Then, you know? <laughs> we don't need so, you out here. <laughs> yeah. So, but really, what I really learned, and that's where you know people say the chip on my shoulder or um, all of that stuff. I learned in Santa Monica really quickly because we had a guy named Demetrius Posey who was like six foot seven. And JP Lossman used to come over from Venice High School and when he was a JV player and throw us passes. Really? Yes. When he was going to UCLA, he used to he used to play with us in 707s to get him up to speed. So I've been knowing JP wow. since he was a he was a ninth grader at Venice High School. But what what was really cool is I learned very quickly when I was getting recruited because I was 6'1 on the the depth chart. Mm -hmm. But I learned very quickly I wasn't tall enough. That was always the response. I wasn't big enough. I was, you know, when I got drafted, I was 176 pounds, Mm. right? And so I learned very quickly it was built in me that I wasn't tall enough and I wasn't big enough. So it wasn't this showed uh, this, you know, chip on my shoulder. I was told, and this is something that me and Mike Rob, we haven't talked about. This is something I live with going in 2020 with everything going on. And this is a phrase I end my podcast with every time. I am a unique person. I'm no one. There is no one like me. I am worthwhile. I am competent. 
and lovable. And for a long time, that word competent and lovable and worthwhile has not been instilled in me as a young man and also as a man until where I had to learn and figure that out. And so when you don't have that built in you, any criticism wears you down over time. Cuts to the core. Yeah. yeah. Cuts to the core because you've heard more criticism than encouragement. And right. so, yeah. and that's, that's, that's one of the reasons why people say, oh, you always, you you always feeling like you got to prove somebody wrong. No, it's not. I feel that's what I experienced. Even in my 16 year, year career, until I'm done playing, people say, oh, man, he who's the next Steve Smith? But when Steve Smith was playing, y'all didn't want to give me no credit. Yeah. <laughs> but now, now y'all want me to say who's the next me? Hell, y'all, y'all ain't even told me I was there. <laughs> you, you, you're absolutely right, Steve. Well, I got to say this, man. I love your growth. Uh, I loved your growth on the football field, but I definitely love your growth as a human being, as a black man go, uh, here in America in media great job steve great perspective from both of you guys and that'll do it for this week's episode of total access the locker room for more insight with the locker room point of view check out the latest episodes every wednesday and friday on apple and spotify you go into your shower feeling tired but as soon as you reach for the irish spring your day immediately gets better That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah. And some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, <laughs> ah, love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, can a girl go shopping? Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Tired of restless nights? At Lisa, we know good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. From memory foam mattresses to hybrids that keep you cool all night long, Lisa's mattresses offer exceptional comfort and support with free delivery and 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details.